Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Today's topic is a discussion of cars, trucks, and anything else you drive to get around. Do you lease or do you finance? So leasing versus financing has been like the age old debate depending on who you, you know, who you grew up around or what what your parents, who your parents were, you know, you got different kind of probably not technical, but very much um, ideological um, thoughts about leasing versus financing. I remember as a kid, my mother would always tell me only people who wanted to be flashy leased cars that, you know, you leased a car when you didn't, you know, didn't understand about ownership, you know, you wanted to have a more expensive car than you could afford. Um, you know, there was a real pride in ownership for her. She's like, you know, leasing is like renting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I kind of grew up believing that. And I didn't know there was, you know, one, you don't debate these things that your parents tell you, these, especially these financial things. You know, she was big on you needed to have a car you could afford. And if you can't afford to buy it, then you can't afford it, you know. I know that those were her thoughts and, and she had a, she you know, she had a thought process by which she came up with that. And maybe it was just the times, but research taught me different about leasing. I learned, I wanted to learn about it because I saw that other people leased cars and, and, and there were ways in which it could be done. So I wanted to get the information. I went to do the research to find out what is it about leasing that people thought was so bad, you know, was such a bad thing. And it was because of the fact that she was right. You do not own the car, but you, it's not even just that you don't own the car while you're paying for it. It's that you pay for it and you never own it. So you lease a car for three years and after the three years you give the car back and you get another car or you just give the car back, whichever, you know, that's up to you, but you don't own the vehicle, right? And so you've paid for it for three years, a monthly payment, and then you don't own it at the end. Now, financing, you usually have to put a down payment down unless you have excellent, excellent credit. And even when you don't put a down payment, if you don't put a down payment down, you still have a, a high car payment and you're paying a lot monthly, um, a lot more monthly usually than you would pay on a lease for the same car. And then you, but eventually if you pay every month for the d- duration of the loan, you will eventually own the car. Now you will own the car at the depreciated value, but you will own the car and there will be, you will be able to drive the car until the car can't drive anymore um, without having to make payments on it. So there we are, right? Um, particularly when people have lease vehicles, they can trade the vehicles and, you know, it's not really a trade. You just turn the vehicle in and you're eligible to get a new lease, which is like getting a new car and you drive off and that's it, right? There are some things about leasing that are key to understand. Most of the time with leasing, you need excellent credit to lease. Um, you often don't have to put down a down payment. Um, there are times where you do, but it's usually a very small down payment, but that's because your credit is not as good. But if you have A1 credit, you can lease a car without any payment down and you can walk out with a brand new car, a reasonable car payment, um, and that's it. So there are benefits to that for people who don't want to um, deal with the hassle of a down payment who like to have a brand new car and maybe a a more of a luxurious car and don't want to deal with the fact that you you know you have to worry about paying it off etc they just know that for the next three years they're going to have this vehicle 
and it's you know and they don't have to worry about it. the car is always covered under the warranty for the duration of the lease so this is a very easy kind of thing to do there it, there are the cons to leasing which come with uh, the mileage restrictions the wear and tear things of that nature and you are you required to have a higher level of insurance on a leased vehicle um, because you know you need to make sure that you can be covered on a vehicle that you don't own so you require a high level a higher level of insurance so you know there there are those things right but you have a brand new car and one for which you can basically upgrade it's similar to what we're all doing at this point with our cell phones right you're paying less for um, the phone than you would if you were buying it but then you can trade it in or get a new phone you know but you are required to make sure the phone remains in good condition etc cetera, etc cetera. now with financing now it now with financing you would have to walk in with a down payment or some, some something to trade in you would need to you know your credit doesn't need to be as good you can get basically a car no matter what your credit is um depending just should this it just talks about the interest rate that you would get on that vehicle purchase and if you like i said if you make your payments over the course and the duration of the loan you will own the vehicle and if you bought a car brand new you know most of the time a car four years after you've purchased it or five years after you've purchased it you know as long as you take care of it it's still in very good condition and you could drive that car for another 10 years you know with maintenance and and not have a car payment that whole time so that is indeed a benefit um, to financing, but cars do depreciate. And if you don't negotiate a good price on the front end, you could end up underwater on a loan because you could end up because of interest rates, you could end up financing more than the car's value. And when you do that, um, you're left having paid more than the car is worth. And if you need to get out of the loan, meaning you want to sell the car or trade it in, you will not be able to do that. You just have to go ahead and pay off the pay off the loan. So in that instance, that's when a financing a car is bad. But the way you get into those instances is because you have bad credit. And if you have bad credit or a lower credit score, I try not to use bad credit. So I correct myself. If you have a lower credit score, um, you are not able to lease a car anyway. So this would have been your only option. So that's what kind of like leasing versus financing. So to my story, I did not, I thought about leasing because I like to have a brand new car, uh, but I drive to work and I drive to work every day and I drive about, um, my job is about 14 miles one way. So I drive about 28 miles. So basically about 30 miles a day to work. That's 150 miles a week. So I basically drive just my, just my commute to and from work. I drive 600 miles every month. And so that gets me up to like, what, six, 7,000 miles a year just driving to work. And that doesn't account for the fact that I like to take road trips. I I go do my food shopping out on Long Island. I live in Queens every like weekend. I drive a lot. I'm a driver. I'm from Queens. I like, I like to drive a lot. So, and I will jump in a car for a road trip in a minute in my car, no renting. So I knew that leasing wasn't going to be for me in that instance. So I did, um, I did financing. So my story goes back a few, a few cycles into this car and I'm going to try to get through it quickly, but it's important because I just want you to get to know how I have been, you know, living financially over the last, you know, since I've been an adult. So my first car that I had, my parents bought me a car. It was a 1987 Mitsubishi Galant. 
it was called Betsy for all my friends who affectionately called it Betsy. It was brown. It was terrible, but it was great because it got us where we needed to go. And um, Betsy, my parents bought it. They paid $3,000 for it flat out. That was in 1998. So it was a car that was 11 years old. I got the car, um, you know, I did my whole first car thing with it, etc. It didn't really have much value. The car ended up breaking down to nothing. It was what it was. Um, then I, when my mom passed away, I took her car to college and her car was like a, I don't know, it was a 1996 something, uh, Dodge something or Chrysler or something like that. Took that to car, so that we had paid it off after she passed. Um, took that to school and then I decided that I wanted a new car. I didn't want to drive my mother's car for a lot of emotional reasons. Didn't want to drive my mother's car. I wanted to get a new car. You know, I had some money from getting insurance from my mom passing away and decided I was going to buy a car. I went to a dealership. <laughs> this is a funny story. Went to the dealership, decided I wanted an SUV. I bought a, a Jeep Cherokee um, and I paid, I wanted to establish credit. At that point, I didn't really have any credit. So I took about probably $10,000, put a down payment on the car so I could have a really, really low car payment that I could maintain while I was still in college and I wasn't really working. I was like kind of working odd jobs. So I did that. And so I had the car. I owned the car. I, I, I bought, I financed the car, excuse me. And so I, I moved forward with car payments really to establish credit. And so I, I didn't have that much of a car payment. It was very low, et cetera. And so the rest of my time in college, after I graduated from college, probably into a year. So I had the car maybe almost three years and um I was paying the, the note getting my credit up all that stuff so then I decided uh, the car's transmission went once just in the very early stages of the car this is why when you're young and you buy cars you don't know what you're doing the car's transmission went I ended up you know it was under the warranty they replaced it I went back um the car's transmission went again and at this time I was done I was done with American cars I was done with a lot so I just drove the car to the dealership the Honda dealership and got a brand new Honda Accord but because I had put such a down payment on the car and had been paying it off the, the Jeep I had I was able to use that as a down payment trade you know a trade-in so that I was able to get more um a lower car payment on the on the next car I had the brand new Accord. I went to went away, went to grad school, drove that car for, you know, a good three or probably no, I had that car for like three or four years. Um, paid that car off. Really loved that car. It was one of my favorite cars I, I had. And then um somebody crashed into my car while I was while I was parked, totaled the car. But at that point my finances were in such a different place. Um, and I wasn't really I was kinda I was so happy that I had a car that wasn't that was paid off because I needed it at the time. And so um, I had to take the value of the car that I had, the, the paid off car and buy a, another car. But I wanted to just buy the same car, same year. But I couldn't find a car that I could pay off with that. And so I took the I took the payment that I got, put a down payment on another uh, Honda Accord. But it was used. It was it was only a year newer than the car that I had. So maybe it was the car was about three years old. And then I was able to um, I was able to get another low car payment back into that car payment game again. But always having this kind of down payment carrying with me. That car got totaled. Uh, well, got it didn't get totaled. It got really badly damaged but during Hurricane Sandy. But I was able to get it fixed. Still had the car there. With I was able to pay that car off. Had the car with no car payment. So when I got the car I have now, which is where we're getting to, I got that car. Um, I was able, I went to get a, I'm back to a brand new car. I went in and, I, and I, this is when I was really contemplating leasing versus financing but again the driving to work wasn't going to do it so I had to I had to finance again 
I went in at this point knowing that my credit was kind of eh, eh, it wasn't as good as it had been in the past. So I went in, but I still thought I wasn't going to have an issue getting a car. I didn't have an issue getting a car, but I did um, get a higher, you know, I wanted like a 3% interest rate and I ended up with a six and I was really pissed off about that. Um, but I learned a valuable lesson in that. So I was able to take that car. That car still had an $8,000 value and it was paid off. I was able to trade that car in and use that towards my down payment on the brand new car that I bought. And I bought a brand new 2014 uh, Volkswagen Passat. So when I got that car, my car, I wanted my car payments to stay within 300. So the car payment was about $350. And with that, I was able to, I was able to keep the car payment down. I had a brand new car and I was financing it fine. So what I was determined to do at that point, when I got the first state bill statement and told me that the interest on the, the that I was paying my first car payment, it was $200 towards the principal and $150 towards the interest and at that point I knew that this was not where I wanted to be I looked at that I said okay so from that point on I began paying the car note more I paid for I started with paying just 400 and then I went up probably after about six months I went up to paying 450 and I consistently paid 450 and in some months when I had a little more money I would pay 500 and then I started to pay 500 so for the last year and a half I want to say I've paid 500 on my car note every month and I've been doing that because I was trying to get to paying the car off faster. I wanted to pay the car off because I said, you know what? This is just silly. And I'm, you know, I'm paying all this in interest. I don't want to give these people all this interest. So I want to pay the car off faster. So as I kept paying it, paying it, paying it, I have an, I have an app. I looked at the app and saw that I only owe about right now about $1,500 on the car now. Now I purchased the car in April of 2014. It's now about to be 20, April of 2018. And I only owe basically what would be the equivalent of three more payments on the car. I looked at the statement, which I never look at because I just pay it online. And I see that right now they are considering my car prepaid until October of 2018. So every statement, which again, I don't look at the statements. I just make the payment every month was telling me that my car is prepaid till August of 2018, which means if I want to, I don't have to make a car payment until August. I don't have to resume making regular car payments until August of 2018. And, and I mean, I'm sorry, October of 2018. And that's important. So I wanted to tell that very long, but short story to get to the point of when you make, when you can focus on things in a way that which you can advance yourself so that you can save yourself financially through interest when you have to do things like financing. And so in this instance, I was able to save myself time on the car note, but also right now, if something had hit me financially, I would have an ability to not pay my car note for the next six months and not have any worries about it because my car was prepaid because when I did have the money, I took the time to pay more. And so right now I'm going to make the next three payments at 500 and pay the car off. But it was really good to know that that small act of paying a little bit extra more, which started out as $50 more and went to 100 and then $150 more per month got me to this point right now where I am secure enough. I don't have to pay the car note until October 2018 if I don't want to. And I could, or I could just pay the car off. So it's just, there are these benefits to finance if you have the ability to kind of move forward and, and pay aggressively like I was able to do because you get to the point where you can be prepaid and you can um, have the ability to make a decision about what you want to do financially for the next couple of months on what is considered to be a fixed payment every month. So I wanted to tell you guys that little bit of story also so you can get to know a little bit more about me and my own personal finances. And so it's just leasing versus financing. What, what do you do? Um, one day I plan to lease a car and just see how it is. And then I can be on the other side of the, the debate as well. But if you've leased, you know, send me emails, messages about what's the benefits. I'd love to talk about this again. Um, 
but so this was a great great discussion about leasing versus finance and i hope you learned something about leasing versus finance and also something about me and how i've been moving financially over the last decade so if you have any questions um send me an email at financial emancipation at gmail.com also, if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Financial Emancipation. And um, today the format is a little bit longer, as you can tell. Just a couple more additional minutes just to see how it goes. Sometimes there's a little need for it. I just want to test it out. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, please rate and review. Subscribe, rate and review. That's the way to get the, the conversation to continue going and sharing with more people on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day.